Last time on Knights of the Rule Table, in the Desert Temple of Shyamalan, Team Remy acquired both keys to acquire the Helm of Pure Insight, but at the last minute they were betrayed by their ally, Cass Isleheart, who took Remy's sword, pulled a lever, and left them in a pit. Meanwhile, Team Slate deftly defeated Zane and Bloodeye in the town square of Castra City, retrieving a list of names of possible traitors within the Knights organization. But who are the names on the list? Right, we rejoin our heroes in Castor City under the guidance of Alistair Slate. You have just defeated Zanin Bloodeye, who was the defector that you guys met in the Market Square. And Alistair has kind of shoved all of you guys in. You guys have gone back to, uh, rushed back to the uh, headquarters. You instantly get uh, aid and some food and water. You're able to clean yourselves up. You're able to take a break and relax. After a couple minutes of relaxing and kind of gathering your things together, um, recovering any hit points that were lost or anything like that. And so Alistair says we've ran the names through uh, the Knights Intelligence Network and we've got some hits and we have information on who they are. He says the first one is Human Pekai. He's an orcish mob boss. He's running a construction front in a new part of Castor City that he's trying to renovate. Why well, is it called human if he's an orc? It's it's human. Yeah, he's human, but he's, he's an no, orc. Um, it's human. U M A N. That means human. That means he's human. A fancy human. The next name: Drodos Zavona. Drodos a, Zavona. Uh, a red wizard uh, who is taken up residence in a tower and the jungles near Castor City. Uh, is anybody writing this down? I'm writing it down. Oh, I got a real good memory up here. I can remember okay. stuff. Well, I'm going to give you guys a briefing of what to do. It's nope. very it's all, then why it's all are we in my talking? nut right couldn't, here. What, couldn't you have just given us the briefing? Wouldn't that have been a well, more efficient that's, use that's of That's what this is. Look at my PowerPoint. I've prepared a PowerPoint here. It's on the board behind <laughs> me. Okay. Nice. I just feel like these transitions are subpar. Well, I don't know how to change the transitions. Do I right-click on each of I mean, the I'd things? I mean, I'd use Keynote. Personally, PowerPoint's a little dated, but... Ugh. Look, we haven't moved everything to the cloud yet, so I don't have Google Slides. <laughs> and our third name, Seth Forwolf, a druid shapeshifter dwelling in the sewers underneath our feet somewhere here in Castor City. Now, the highest command uh, has authorized them to be taken out since we have confirmed now that they are defectors. Uh, it is your mission now to go out and eliminate these knights, take them out of the equation. In uh, other news, and Alistair kind of um, look a little more proud, maybe sit up a little more straighter, he says, I am going to be commendated by 
principal orator Decius this afternoon. In secret, of course, since we are a secret organization, but I'll be getting a commendation from him, so I will not be able to join you. But needless to say, the work that you guys have done uh, has led us to get a special praise, a special commendation, uh, which is very exciting and a real boon to us here uh, as we continue to uh, work with Decius to secure our great city and to secure our great chapter of the Knights. This seems like a very turbulent time to be giving out commendations. Well, business has to continue as usual. Uh, I mean, in Castor City, things are back to normal here. We haven't been disrupted by the turmoil as much as others have. And it's been through the strength of the combination of leadership between Castor City and through the Knights. Congrats on your little medal. We're going to go, what what are we doing with these guys? We're going to kill them, bring them in. What's the deal? You've been authorized to eliminate them. So by any means necessary, as you know, as knights, you have sworn allegiance, and that allegiance uh, comes at a cost of your life should you fail to hold up your end of that bargain. But we can keep anything shiny that we find on them, correct? You certainly can. Fabulous. Uh, I don't remember agreeing to this whole we die if we don't follow your rules business. Uh, look, they're not my rules. They're this, They're ones set out by uh, knights of generations past. I think it's just more like we die if we die. I mean, it's not we don't follow the rules. We just got to be smart about how we handle things. You know what I'm saying? And you have to understand, uh, look at their records. Uh, Yuman has been accused of uh, enslaving people to build his buildings here in Castor City. Drodos Bang. has been has been accused of raising the dead and um, using channels to summon demons. And uh, Seth has been causing general mayhem in the sewers. Uh, so you need to understand. Uh, um, even Seth, uh, a druid shapeshifter, has we've tried to link several murders to them Uh, we think that she might be a serial killer but we've never had the proof until now these are the worst of the worst igneous because of your excellent work and he uh, impressive spy work with uh zanin my my love i mean our enemy it was uh truly excellent but i know a monk of uh uh of your strength you could use a little extra help in the battlefield so uh wear this uh wear this anklet uh, as you go, and uh, what it can do is it will give you whenever you spend a, a key point, uh, it, you roll a d6, and if you get a six, you get... Does it have uh, puka shells? <laughs> yes, of course it has puka shells. The finest puka shells. The anklet of puka. And uh, you'll see that it's uh, connected on the very end with a little charm that has that yoga symbol oh, on it. it's very pretty. Of I course. Like and... Um, Yes, uh, the the box has this yin and yang symbol on it. Chris is immediately adding it to the artwork. <laughs> Are yin and yang other knights? Are they also? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is very nice. I, I really I like the vibe of this. This is good. Uh, I totally I got distracted by the puka shells. What happens if I roll a six? That the point that you just spend won't get spent so there's a chance that uh you have a one in six chance that you won't spend your all right anklet of puka (laughs) right i'm on board let's go kill these guys all right you guys head out and um you start walking towards the the kind of more rundown part of caster city 
before you guys go, uh, you kind of look through the research on uh, Uman, and what you find out is that his last known location was uh, Albrecht Tower, uh, the site of his business, U-Man Interactive. And um, Albrecht Tower, you guys remember, is well known because it's um, the tallest building in Caster City. It's five stories high. Um, it was a joke from another episode. <laughs> anyway, um, when you... When you re when you re listen, it'll be fresh and funny, and all the viewers, all the listeners will remember that because it won't have been three months. Wait, since, wait, uh... try try it again, Jeff. Take two. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, we. <laughs> ha! I, it's the tallest one. Yeah. Oh, it's five stories. <laughs> what did you say the name of his business was? You man interactive. <laughs> No, you, man. Inside of there, you see that there are some kind of like work ID badges that look like they might get you onto like a construction site. One says foreman, one says architect, one says uh, engineer. So it looks like with those, you might be able to kind of get in and maybe um, look like you're part of human's company. Maybe get to where he is, which you assume might be on the very top of the tower. So, so are we just wearing our adventuring clothes and then just an ID right over them that say, like, foreman or manager? <laughs> Do we basically look like Comic-Con attendees with, like, our badge on top of, like, our armor? I'm just yeah, picturing us walking know, in like we Wayne know and what Garth. The, uh, if we know what the, the locals, like, the people that work for him uh, look like, like, reconnaissance or whatever, um, if there's anything in the file, you know, maybe we could dress up in, like, jumpsuits or, or something like that. A jump. Or, or the the bright orange safety vests. I'm sure they have. Yeah, those. yeah, safety vest. That's it. I mean, I'm sure that's in the file, right? Right. So, Deidre, you're able to kind of you remember that there was a bunch of kind of plain clothes as well, and like working clothes, and but uh, do we for have all to? kinds of situations? Uh, I mean, I uh, fine. You, you know, however, <laughs> we've all made sacrifices. I mean, Igneous biscuit has- biscuit finds a a, a a a cloak and overalls that are exactly the same looking as his, and he just puts it on right over. With, oh, this feels great. This feels nice. Okay, you guys all get uh, dressed up. You uh, look the part. Uh, you find maybe a hard hat to put on, a, a rolled up uh, blueprint to put under your um, arm. And uh, you guys start walking. And eventually, as you guys are going, you do see, uh, as you're kind of going through the city, you do see Albrecht Tower. And it stands up above. And it has a big kind of light up U at the very top. And it kind of like lights up like neon every two seconds. And uh, that is the site of U-Man uh, Interactive. And you start to see that uh, as you're approaching, there's lots of people that are wearing uh, kind of that symbol on their shield. They have that on their tunic, on their on their front. They're on their on the sides of wagons, on the sides of barrels. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that this is kind of uh, clearly his. You're getting kind of into his construction site area. You also see that there's a a lot of other things that maybe wouldn't be kind of in a construction area. You see kind of regular wagons. You see maybe some pieces of large siege equipment that also have the logo on it. You see people making shields and swords that are also all there. And uh, you guys start to kind of walk and you see that uh, there is the the building there and it has this beautiful uh, glass door at the very front. And uh, you go through and you see that there's 
tough looking orcs. Maybe some of them are construction workers. Maybe some of them are uh, foremen. They're kind of walking around. Maybe they do something else. You're not really sure. Um, but you see that uh, right away, kind of uh, as you come in, uh, these two guards uh, kind of come up and they say, hey, 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 where y'all going? Oh, um, excuse me. I'm actually here. Uh, I have an appointment at two o'clock with um, Mr. Peckeye. I'm here to make sure that everything is up to code. Um, and as you can see, I have a few associates that have uh, been uh, hired to help uh, ensure that this project is completed on Hello. time. Hello. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see that badge. Mm, this badge, yes. Okay, I got to scan it into the computer. Mm. Would this what? take long? Because uh, I was told to be on time, and unfortunately, traffic was unbearable. And you know how women uh, gets when things do not go according to plan. Uh, we we know how that goes for sure. And uh, he kind of looks at it. He puts it in this little scanner thing, and he goes, "Has anyone ever told you that you have incredible eyes?" Oh, me? Really? I mean, I want not. I mean, it's just the, I just couldn't help but notice the the black with the red around it. Yes, it's it's captivating, truly. No, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, let me see. Great. Uh, excellent. Yeah, you guys are uh, clear to go. Fabulous. Thank you. I assume you know the way. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, all here in the blueprints. <laughs> uh, have a great day. Thank you. And uh, you guys are now in the lobby. I assume that there's not like just an elevator that we can take. You guys are looking around and you hear a ding. <laughs> these two doors slide open and you see that there's uh, people getting out. I kind of nod to everybody else and start heading for the What elevator. is this marvel of construction and engineering? I, I don't understand how this could work. It's a floaty box. This seems this seems like an anachronism waiting to happen. I, I just don't understand. You were fine with the computer scanner back there, but you don't get the no, box that No, I said, what lifts? is a computer? Oh. <laughs> Did you not hear me say uh, that? I said, I what is said a computer? You guys step into the elevator, and uh, you see that there's a, a series of buttons on there, one through five. Is there a maximum load of people, or are we fine within the uh, maximum weight? <laughs> yes, the, the maximum is uh, five NPCs, six PCs. Oh, this is one of them lift tubes that's powered by night crystals, and when you push a button, the purple energy go makes it go up. It's a levitation device. That's what it is. I read about this in, uh, in um, Wizard Weekly. Could you list off every floor button? Yeah, there's a one, there's yep. two, oh my god, three, there's five. There's no four? Oh my there's, god. There's no four. I mean, five is pretty tall for this this period in history, so let, <clears throat> let's go ahead and go to the top floor. The light of purple night crystals begins to slowly uh, raise you guys up, and you feel the power of uh, levitation crystals uh, take you guys up. It opens up, and you see that that fourth level is like, uh, it's kind of like a double level. This big waiting area that has this big human interactive, and it's uh, in the same kind of big gold with lights behind it um, view, and you see that there's a big sleek desk uh an orcish woman sitting behind there and she's uh kind of tapping 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 she says can i help you no worries actually we, we just headed in uh we have a bit of an appointment with a uh, human an appointment she starts flipping through a book and uh listen mm -hmm. claire 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 well claire um you're not going to find our appointment 
in that book of yours. Um, I'm afraid that we're from Mr. Human's uh, other contacts. Oh, and she says, uh, hmm, okay. Kind of looks at uh, looks at Deidre and kind of nods, looks at Yeti and kind of nods, then looks at Biscuit and Igneous and Aris and goes, <laughs> huh, not adding up, but uh, the boss. Where the help? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, I'll make sure his wife doesn't call him. And <laughs> she uh, pushes some sort of button and you see that the uh, the door kind of like unlatches like there was some sort of like locking mechanism on it. And she says, I'll make sure to give you guys extra privacy. Thank you, my Go dear. Right we'll be sure to clean up. I don't understand what why she's giving us extra privacy Is it like an extra special meeting. Look, uh, it's a secret. No, he, you know, Mr. Yuman, Mr. Pequier, he does not want anybody to know that he's really into clowns and balloon arts. Oh, right. And I can tell that you guys are clowns and balloon artists in disguise. Mm. I, I, he's so embarrassed by it. He just what loves the What can I way. say? We've blown a lot of balloons. I can tell that you guys are... <laughs> okay, go Thanks, right Claire. in. Go right in. You're a peach. Very helpful. Oh, stop. What's a clown? What does that look like? Arx is just like looking at his claws and going like balloons. Mm. <laughs> you guys uh, walk in and uh, just as garish as the lobby. cast mage armor. Okay, very good. A good, a good thing to do. Um, you see that this uh, giant penthouse office has this uh, these kind of big uh, white leather sofas. It has this uh, these big drapes. It has all of this uh, gold-plated furniture. And at the very front of it, uh, where there's all of this glass behind, you see that there's a giant desk and a big tall chair. You don't see anything in the chair, but you hear on the other uh, side this deep voice. And he's uh, yelling something in Orcish, and he's getting more and more upset. And uh, he's got like this big sending stone rock that he's talking into. He goes, and he slams it down. And then he's, he turns around and he starts hitting on his desk. And you can see that it's this giant, his desk is like this giant titanium polished steel desk. And it must be because he just starts smashing on it. In rage, he stops and he looks up and he sees you guys. He says, "What are you doing in here?" We're balloon artists. Oh, I'm a clown. Oh, what? They're not in my appointment. What? Uh, it's not Thursday. Uh, it, we were a surprise gift from the company. They they sent us over post haste. The uh, company? Somebody knows about it? No, no, not not your company. Uh, the 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 balloon artist company. The oh. company. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, thank goodness. They, they wanted that you you hit you hit the special uh, you know VIP limit, so you get a free performance. <laughs> Good. I I need to blow off some steam. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 uh, real crazy out there. So, um, where should we set up? Uh, how about just right there on those sofas? DM, is there a window in the 
upper floor here? Yes. So kind of the entire uh, backside of the building is all this kind of really big windows. It's it's almost entirely from kind of floor to ceiling, two stories, about two stories high glass. I'll turn I'll turn to the rest and I'll say, does, does anybody want to start or should I go ahead and start this performance? Oh, by all means, you go ahead. I feel very strange about like attacking an orc that's kind of just an entrepreneur and hasn't done anything to us yet. Does anyone else feel strange about that? I'm starting to feel a little bizarre about this. I'm yes. getting a little I'm getting a little lost in the metaphors here. I, I didn't bring any balloons. Are, are we are we actually doing the balloons or I think we're talking about pasteurizing, possibly out of that window. Alright. I, I I believe that we heard that he had slaves, so I'm just gonna assume that slavery being bad is a good way to eliminate him. Excuse us for the little the little huddle we had there. Oh, you do you have slaves? Well, of course. How do you think we undercut our prof- our competitors? <laughs> All right, there okay. it is. All, All right, right, I'll go first. Uh, Pasteurizing <laughs> like, time. Uh, uh, wait, uh, Mr. Are, Mr. Any, Mr. are any of you former slaves? No, no, you no, have, no. You have, you have to tell like me. No, nope, you have not. to tell me. <laughs> No, I, is he standing in front of the window? His desk is close to the window, maybe six or ten feet from the window. Mr. Human, the, the best possible uh, view for this performance is actually if you just stand right against the window there, and then we're going to be over here, and this is going to be sort of an immersive uh, performance. Can you stand right over there, please? Yeah, right right up against. Put your back right up against the Yeah, we're going to need so all can... of that room, so if you just stand right there, this is going <laughs> to... We've been working on a trick. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> It's real special. Roll a deception. Okay. Uh, roll the four. <laughs> <laughs> he he says, "Wait a minute. None of you are my usual performers." Yeah, they they had. They only perform on Thursdays, like you said. They decided to send you guys. Yeah, we're kind of the B team, but we got a real good trick. We got a real good trick, though. Why don't you describe it to me, and I'll see if it compares to my other experiences in this performance. Okay, so uh, what happens is you stand over there. So just if you can just move over, I'll, it's easier if I describe it visually. If you kind of move over, I'm gonna stay right here. Okay. You so want me to go over there? Or I can go over there, and uh, you can demonstrate on me. No, 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 no. no. Okay. You you stay it's where you are. It really so you stay there, and then what I do is I'm gonna. Uh, tumble forward and he kind of like just he does kind of like a bad shoulder roll <laughs> he's like tumble and he comes out and he goes ta-da and then uh casts shatter right at him <laughs> uh right at mr human and okay a, a sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range and uh it's going to be right on his desk right in front of him and he has to make a constitution saving throw 19 okay well that will succeed uh but he will take half damage and it's going to be 3d8 damage so he'll take half which is six points of force damage i think it's force damage all right so you do that and uh human does not seem uh phased by it very much at all but behind him the glass that's there completely shatters and blows out and you guys feel uh this like rush of like the air coming in 
the wind from the shatter and all this glass kind of going and flowing through. He goes, you've made a terrible mistake. And he reaches underneath his uh, desk and that was good, right? Says, I've seen better. And he pulls out a shield and he pulls out this big, long halberd. Hal- halberd? Halberd. 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 Human halberd. So let's roll initiative. All right. So, Zach, you get to go first. I'll just open with hit him a bunch. Uh, I will jump on, jump at him with my spear and begin my monk attacks, which will be at least three. Possibly five if I feel... Oh, you know what? I will attempt Stunning Strike with the first one using a key point. And you can roll your d6 now with your new item. Beer, first attack, 24. Hits. Uh, Damage is 8. And he makes a constitution saving throw to try not to be stunned. He rolled a 20 for that save. Mm, That will save. But then I'm going to hit him again with my spear. That goes for 18. Hits. 13 damage, and then I'm going to kick him. Okay. Oh, that went for 12. Misses. Oh, the puka's got in the way. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> um, and I will use another key point to disengage. Okay. I'm done. All right. So he comes up. He's uh, braced for it, and uh, your your hits kind of hit him a little bit. But he seems uh, ready for the fight. And now that you're uh, kind of up close to him, the room was very large, and kind of traveling all the way up to him to get within melee range, where it looked like you might be face to face with him as you got closer. He is a very tall person, and this room is way bigger than I thought. The room is very <laughs> massive. So he stands at. Uh, at least 10 feet tall. They must have done one of those things where there's like weird angles on the ceiling because from over here, you guys, he's really big. <laughs> All right, it is Matt's turn. All right, uh, Arix is going to walk so that, um, what's his name? Human is directly between Arix and the window. I want a straight line between me. I want it to go Arix, human, window. Yeah? And yep. then I'm going to cast uh, Eldritch Blast with Repelling Blast. Uh, okay. Which, if it hits, will push him back 10 feet in a straight line. There you go. Okay. I immediately miss, so never mind. Uh, I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Come on! Two blasts, right? That is true, because you're supposed to roll twice, aren't you? Beat him again. All right, so a a negative one and a uh, 15. 15 misses. Still useless. Well, never mind. And then uh, I'm going to hide. All right. Yeah, he he sees you. He he sees you coming out of the corner, and the, with the blast, he kind of knocks it away with his shield and uh, laughs. Ha 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 ha! And it is now Chris's turn. Well, you know what? Um, you didn't like that performance. Uh, how about this? Knock knock. Who's there? Uh, won't. Won't who? Three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I'll get it. It's not counting. And uh, I'm going to cast uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> We've had a lot of bad jokes on this show, but that's that's up there. I love that. I'm sorry, what kind of saving throw? Wisdom. Ooh, that's a five. Oh, that's going to fail. All right, so here's what happens. He... 
he's going to perceive everything as hilariously funny and fall into a fit of laughter. <laughs> he's going to be he's going to fall prone, becoming incapacitated, unable to stand up for um, a minute. <laughs> So okay. He's, uh, he's prone, and everybody has advantage on attacking him, and he has disadvantage if he tries to attack. But he's laughing right. real hard. He thinks he, is. That, he thinks my one two three four is real funny. All right. Uh, so that happens. He's falling on the floor, and he's laughing uncontrollably. I kind of, I kind of elbow RX. I'm like, I told you that was a good one, right? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. So uh, he is going to do nothing except uh, try again. So that's going to be a seven. That fails. Okay. So he is still laughing uh, hilariously on the floor. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he starts kind of foaming at the mouth a little bit. Uh, it's kind of, I don't know. It was pretty good. All right. It is Jen's turn. Deidre. So Igneous is kind of next to this guy, right? Yes. I would like to approach so that I am flanking him from the opposite angle of Igneous. Easy to do. Fabulous. And then I'm going to unsheath my rapier. Sink! And I'm going to take a swipe at him and see if I can. You got advantage. Yep, with advantage. That's going to be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Dope. So a total of 15 damage. So you come up and he. he is writhing on the ground, and you managed to land a perfect attack. Yikes. Eight again for a wisdom save. I don't think is going to do it uh, with that damage. Uh, but he's just so uncontrollably laughing. He maybe didn't even notice that he got stabbed uh, real quick by Deidre. Can I uh, use my cunning action to kind of sneak and hide behind the desk real quick? Yep. So uh, you're able to jump back um, on the other side of the desk, and you're ready and waiting for your next opportunity. <laughs> All right, Yenny, it is your turn. Um, how close is Yuvan to the window, to the broken window? Uh, it's maybe about ten feet. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to jump over the desk, get close to them, and while they're prone on the ground, put my great axe on the ground, turn it around, and basically golf them out the window. With <laughs> yeah, <a little> shuffleboard. <laughs> Let's go. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and have you roll um, an athletics check to see if you're able to, through uh, a quick action and a um, finesse of the ability, are able to push him any amount of distance. Okay. 17. 17. All right. And 17 divided by 2 is going to be 8.5-ish. So um, you're able to uh, kind of scoop it under him and you are able to push him eight and a half feet closer uh, to the window. So now he is uh, he's kind of rolling back and forth and he is kind of right on the edge there. I'm going to use that as another opportunity to do a wisdom saving throw. And he got a 21 there. So I assume that succeeds. That succeeds. All right. So uh, he... But when, by the time you roll him that far, uh, a little shard of glass like kind of stabs him in the back, and he goes, Doink! and he goes, <laughs> and kind of uh, <laughs> oh, no. like comes out of it. And um, he's still prone. He is still prone, um, but he is not hideously laughing. Yeah. All right, and that takes us to the top of the order, Zach. 
I would like to run at him using all my monkey acrobatic finesse. So I'm just going to launch my whole body weight at him full speed and try to knock us both out the window. Like like sliding the home plate. Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll an athletics check. Can I do acrobatics? It was real fancy what I just did. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Sure. And 19. All right. So uh, you kind of back up. You go on the other side of the desk, pick up some uh, baby powder that was nearby, and you put it on your hands. You <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> line it up. You start to run. And just like the um, – oh, what is – which one is that? The uh, the, the vault. Horse? The vault. Yeah, you you <laughs> vault off of the desk, which he is now very far away from, and you curl your legs up and you go kick with him. You feel him push all the way to the edge, and kind of teeter for a moment. But because you're standing on him, <laughs> you both go. So now both oh, you no. and Yumon are in free fall, going out the window of the building. So as we fall, I will use my slow fall ability to reduce the five-story fall damage mm-hmm. by five times my monk level, which would be 25 points. And I imagine if we're falling together, all of a sudden he continues and I just start doing the same thing real slow. <laughs> yeah, so just like that, you are, uh, I don't know, billowing up your cloak or so- using <laughs> something to kind of slow down. The air is- fills the puka shells and slowly <laughs> It's a puka puka shoot. Oh, puka shoot. That's my favorite Pokemon. Well, you have a lance, right? You could just like helicopter. Yes. I'm spinning my Just airbender your way. (laughs) However you want to do it. Parachute pants. However you want to go. You know, I'll let you choose the flare at which you uh, descend gracefully. The Um, hood inflates. (laughs) Perfect. Um... And uh, you see him say, no, I was going to be so much more evil. This was the right thing to do. <laughs> and he get, he slams he slams into an open cement mixer. Uh, <laughs> and it goes and it uh, topples over. And then it hits a bunch of bricks that were being set up to build a new part of the building. And they go and it completely crushes him. People all start to kind of rush over, and they're looking up, and they're seeing you uh, slowly float down. <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, that's, he just, that was our boss. It was him. And they uh, see you uh, slowly fall down to the ground. And the four of your companions are uh, run, I assume, to the edge of the window and look down. And this is the uh, scene you see before as you slowly boop, boop, boop fall to the ground or um, land on the ground i'll look at the rest of them and i'll go um hey guys why don't you meet us down there uh, i'm gonna make sure he's okay and make sure the other guy's dead and i jump out the window <laughs> oh i want to jump out the window too now and then i have a necklace of feather falling so that's right i start just floating down as well <laughs> all right uh rx yenny and deidre you guys up there run to the Uh, entrance to this big office and it is still uh bolted shut and just as you're kind of getting there you hear the elevator on the other side of the door 
ding. And it comes like, where are they? Where are they? And you kind of hear some commotion coming towards the door uh, on the other side. So whatever shenanigans from the window blowing out is now starting to have its repercussion come up through say, the elevator. They shop. went out the window. They went out the window. You got to go downstairs and get them. I'm going to hide. He tried to kill Umin. There was a, a spy. All right. The door uh, uh, unlocks and then opens up and you see that there's all of these orcish guards and they come in and they're looking at you. I'm going to say like, thank God you're here. Deidre, roll a uh, deception. Ah, one of the few things I like doing. Fudge. <laughs> I'm plus five. I've rolled a two and a five tonight. Like, <laughs> cool uh, and uh, Rx, go ahead and roll a um, stealth, please. With advantage. Because I have my cloak of Elvenkind. 21. 21. All right. So you find a, a big gaudy statue and you kind of uh, hide right behind it. So you're able to blend in. Two of the guards look very suspicious at Deidre and go, what do you mean? Who, who, who are you and why were you up here? And the, the two other ones come up in front of Yenny and say, yeah, what are you doing here? It's... He wouldn't want you to know, but... Uman loves clowns. We were hired, but there was a spy with us. I don't know. He went crazy. He tried to throw him out the window. I'm, I'm so scared. Will someone hold me? Uh, roll a deception. <laughs> Twelve. Uh, you see that one, one of them kind of comes up and gives you like a a, <laughs> a hug like uh, it's okay ma'am it's okay the other two in front of Yenny say you better start talking what's going on uh can I just go ahead and swing my axe at one of their knees <laughs> sure go ahead okay. and roll roll an attack can I get advantage because they don't see it coming <laughs> 21 <laughs> that's gonna hit go ahead and roll damage my friend <laughs> uh uh yeah <laughs> Five damage. <laughs> All right, so uh, you swing it and it hit this guy in the leg, and he goes, ah, and he falls down. And he's clutching his uh, knee. I just start screaming, I don't know, I panicked, I panicked. <laughs> With that, uh, the others, to both of you, put up their swords and their axes to you. Put them up, we're going to fight you now. All right, let's cut to outside. Now, Biscuit has uh, come down alongside you. You guys see that like now in this kind of construction zone a bunch of the uh workers are kind of coming towards you they kind of say what 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 are you guys doing what's what's happening here the, the big guy just fell out of the window and we're 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 entertainment and one of y'all needs to go inside that cement mixer and make sure he's okay and see if he's still alive or not some of the people start to kind of go up and they're they're trying to pull off the uh bricks and and all that hey hey are any of you slaves you see, like, some of the uh, people who kind of look like maybe they're, um, like, foremen or maybe, like, they're a little more ranked. They're like, hey, we don't use that word. Quiet. Good. Oh, you I'm sorry. What do you use? What's the polite word? It's, it's sir. Uh, um, indentured servitude. <laughs> Infinite in, service. Indentured in, forever workers, free, okay? Free. <laughs> hey, do you do any of you work for this Forced guy or this dude in the, in the cement mixer for, for no wages permanently? 
some uh, thinner um, like elves and gnomes and humans that are uh, kind of like uh, kind of working. And, I have something to say. <laughs> I, I'm one. I'm one of those. Yes. And you kind of see like a lot of them. They kind of start to put their uh, their hands up. The yeah, we are. And they kind of turn around and say, "Quiet, you back to work. But get get lifted. We got to get those rocks off of the boss." Well, it seems like uh, that's no longer the situation. What with the boss in here, as long as all of us get out of here together, it's uh, it's not a problem anymore. What you say? Uh, they kind of all kind of look at each other, and there's a couple of the uh, guys in hard hats that are kind of like, "No, you quiet, you," and they're kind of uh, quiet everybody else down. And and when he says that, I'll say, "Yeah, y'all should join us," and I'll cast magic missile, and I will hit, hit three missiles. Uh, that will hit because magic missile hits uh, mm-hmm. at the three guys in hard hats, and, like like on their hats, just. <laughs> like, <right laughs> That happens, their hard hats kind of fly off and they kind of uh, fall where they are. And the guys that are um, kind of lifting the bricks off to uncover where a human was buried kind of look and they look at you and they look back down. Zach, go ahead and roll a persuasion for me. 15. So they, they kind of look and the guys picking up the bricks slam them back down. And then the other ones that were picking up bricks uh, the guys that fell down, they come over, they go, ah, they start uh, smashing bricks on, start burying them in bricks, and they go, yeah! And, and uh, all kind of rush over to you, and they say, you're here to free us! You're free? Oh, we're, we're here to help you. So let's, okay. uh, which, which, let's, all, let's all leave. We uh, haven't exactly provided them with much infrastructure. Listen, what, you're upstairs, lady. <laughs> You've got your own problems. <laughs> We're using telepathy to, to banter. Dude. I say, Igneous, take off your hood. Take off your hood, man. Oh. Uh, Do it. So I'll pu- pull back my hood and show my plume of bright feathers and pull up my goggles and show my glowing eyes, which I can actually make glow so they cast light for 10 feet like a lantern. Oh. My friends, you're free. Let us join together to end this oppression. They start going, yeah, and they pick up shovels and they pick up picks and they pick up tools and they start to free each other and, and, and help Beat each other Beat those guys out. up. And they go, yeah, and they start beating them up and uh, <laughs> whacking them with the shovel. Ow, say, ow, come, ow, on, ow, Ig- ow. come on, Iggy, we got to go check out, make sure our friends got down, okay? Yeah, keep it going, y'all. Yeah, and you see they, they all begin to storm through the front of the building and they're uh, causing all this trouble in this uh veritable riot is started to happen I'll, I'll just message message up and I'll be like you guys coming down? Yeah yeah, we're working on it, there's some goons up here getting in our way. Why don't we head back up and make sure they're okay. Well, I don't think they can jump out the window though. Alright, let's go back up come on, let's go. I want to ride that L- I want to ride that uh, lifty thing again Anyone can jump out the window, <laughs> just some of us wouldn't be as safe as you guys We walk back in with our badges Let's go to the top floor, y'all. That's where all the power is. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. All right. And you kind of pack into it. And uh, you two are packed into an elevator with like <laughs> three or four others. And you're just going to ding. Ding. It opens. It, it opens up. And uh, uh, they, <laughs> they, they run back to it. And you guys... Uh, 
swarm through. You guys in the other room kind of hear all this commotion as you're uh, kind of squaring off to fight. And uh, eventually this big crowd of um, workers comes in and they've got shuffles and picks and they just swarm around the guys that were about to attack you. And they start bonking them on the head and, and knocking them down and poking them with the shovels and hitting them with the picks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, after a, a, a little bit, the, uh, the they are completely subdued and they say to our heroes, hip, hip, hooray, hip, hip, hooray. Rx like uh, sheepishly comes out of hiding. Uh, ni- nice job, everybody. <laughs> the, the crowd says, "There's another one over there. Let's get <laughs> no, him. no. He's with us. He's with us. He's, he's all right. The kid cat's oh. with us. It's all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, male. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I think that went really well. Yeah. <laughs> let's get out of here. And you guys all cram back into the elevator. And there's like two of them. They're like, uh, oh. no, you guys go. We'll wait for the next one. <laughs> and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be uh, over capacity. Ignis, you, you want to jump out the window again? <laughs> I kind of do. All right, you jump out the window again. We, and we all, hold hands all... and we jump out the window. The rest of the workers are like, yay, our, our heroes, hooray. God, you guys so meet up and uh, it's very stupid. And um, <laughs> you uh, have a clear path and you're able to make it. Uh, all the way back to the Knights headquarters. And uh, you guys are able to uh, recover from what was miraculously a very easy fight um, compared to what I had planned for that to happen. Um, but that was great. Uh, it's some great problem solving there. And because of all that excellent work, you guys get to level up. Yay! Boom, boom, boom. You get a level. You get, you a, get level. a level. You get a level. Listeners of the Roll Table, this is Jeff DM for Season 4. What a great episode. Thanks for listening along. Hey, I want to give a quick shout-out. A thanks to Zach for DMing our Valentine's Day episode. And a shout-out to Mark, Chrissy, Dorian, and Emily for being in that episode. If you didn't listen to our Valentine's Day special, go back one episode. It's a great listen. It was a lot of fun to do. The best way to support us is to leave a rating and review on whatever podcast service you are listening to right now. It only takes a minute. You don't have to write anything. Just the rating is awesome. Five stars is what we want. Any rating helps us out. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Rolled Table. And use the hashtag Rolled Table to help get in touch with us. Spread the word. You can also jump on our Discord server. Search for Knights of the Rolled Table on Discord and check it out. we got lots of fun things going on in there. Some of the combat music is from Weston Gardner. You can hear him at Arcane Anthems on Patreon. You can also support Chris Daly, who does all the awesome art for us on Patreon. At Dungeon Heads is his Twitter, Instagram, and his Patreon, so check him out there. If you have feedback or questions, want to put an ad on the show, contact us at Knights of the Rolled Table at gmail.com. We know we are not the only DD actual play podcast out there, and we thank you so much for listening and following along in this season four adventure. We appreciate all of you. Now, go out, but stay in, and make life an adventure! So our adventurers in Red Basin find themselves 
at the bottom of a pit in the temple of the Shah Moran, having been left by the hero, Cass, who betrayed them, pulling the floor literally out from underneath them uh, in an attempt to save his family's life. And now you guys uh, trapped down in the hole in this pit looking for a way out with Remy Valiant, who has uh, been your leader so far. We had a rope and uh, Carver has taken off an arm and was trying to uh, use that as some sort of grappling hook. Right, because there's no magic here. Were we using a rope of climbing or was it, it wasn't working as a rope of climbing? It is a standard rope now. There's some sort of anti-magic field in within this pit. And I'm not going to be much help around here. Uh, quick question on the pit. Is it kind of like a, a square pit or like a very long horizontal pit? Or uh, what, what's, what's the shape of this Empyrons? It's almost exactly a um, square pit directly down from the part of the tiles that fell off. And the bottom of it is all sand, like open sand, like you were out in before. So clearly something was built. The foundation is built around this hole. Got it. I have a regular, non-magical grappling hook. Okay, let's use that, says Remy. I would like to throw the hooky side on up there and try to catch it on something that we could climb on out with. Technical term there. Yeah. That's the ropey end and the hooky end. Rolling athletics. Uh, I'm okay at that. Eleven. Eleven, all right. Adequate. Adequate. You're able to get it out of the pit, um, but kind of remembering the kind of wide open space that this room was in, uh, you kind of hear it clang, 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 ting, 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 and uh, you pull it back and it just falls back down. It didn't like hook onto an old boot or anything, extra debris for us to work with. It was just seaweed. So. Yeah, can, I, can I have a go at it? Just seaweed. Uh, you sure. know I've got a better arm than you. Fine, knock yourself out here. Athletics? Yes, please. I'm going to uh, live here now. <laughs> 23. Ah! Ooh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, Sarsa definitely, with the um, experience of a, of a trained sailor, uh, throws that uh, over. You hear it uh, clang clang a couple times. And um, sure enough, you you give a tug on that rope, and it uh, put up resistance. It is snagged onto something. It's really cute that you tried, though. I warmed it up for you. Well, who's going to go up first? Something tells me if he was leaving in a hurry, there might be some trouble up there. A hey, branch will go. <laughs> well, I might be able to help out with that, and I will open up my little shoulder compartment, and then the... The woodpecker, the little steel defender woodpecker comes out, and I say, uh, he lands on my finger, and I say, Chisel, will you please take a look up at the top and make sure the coast is clear? And he just kind of goes, and rises up, and he kind of flies around. You just kind of see above the hole, like, and comes back down. He kind of lands on my finger again, and kind of gives a little nod, and, and then he goes back in the compartment yes it is safe to proceed all right branch head on up all right branch i'll, will I'll head go up. after him do you need me to roll something or can i just scurry well depending on how much physical comedy we want to do for the podcast <laughs> if you guys want to just roll and see if you get a one on something 
<laughs> we can uh, play it that silly. Or let's just say uh, over the course of some amount of time, uh, a couple missteps, uh, a couple swinging of the ropes, adding s- another rope for uh, dexterity, you guys manage to get to the top of the pit. You look around and there's no sign of Cass. However, um, the sword that he was using has been left. Remy, after being the last one to kind of come up, he heads out and kind of looks out the door and after a couple minutes turns back and just kind of to himself, but also loud enough for you to hear, he says, he's gone. And he uh, picks up his sword and kind of holds it and examines it and says, well, let's... Let's get the thing we came here to get. And begins walking around the pit um, to the room on the other side of the uh, of this big antechamber that leads into the treasure room. Does it seem a little suspicious that he would just leave after dumping us in a hole that didn't even have spikes in it or anything to make sure we died or actually were yes, needed? My, was his whole intention was to trap us and then run? Was it mild inconvenience he was after? I... I think he, with taking of my sword, my family's sword, I'm hoping that that will be enough that uh, the captors will release his family as proof that I'm that I'm dead. All right, you guys head over to the um, treasure room. Sure enough, it looks like this beautiful kind of tomb area that has chests and urns, and it looks like it's you know some sort of burial site that has had treasures over the years stored there on a figure made of stone is this gleaming golden helmet that um is very shiny and very bright and um remy comes over and he uh takes it off and he gives a look uh around all the sides of it says this is it and he um opens up his pack and he um puts it in what was it called again the helm of pure insight don't we want to make sure it works or that it doesn't need some sort of power source? Well, uh, I know that it doesn't need a power source. Uh, I don't think that I need to use it now unless you want to see me make sure that it works. Can I take a moment and Sarsa would like to kind of closely inspect the statue that it was on? like just the level of detail on it and see if there's anything that seems weird about that. Like, it's just an odd way to display it. Yeah, so kind of looking around, it looks, you know, very similar to sort of an Egyptian tomb that has um, a bunch of um, figures and looks like maybe some sort of um, tribute to different people within this room. This stone figure was probably the is kind of the biggest in the room. You see that it has um, parts where it maybe was painted at some point, but has been washed away. There's also parts in it that look like maybe there was stone or some sort of a more fancier face to it, but a lot of that has been kind of popped off. But there's nothing like the the statue doesn't look out of place in the room at all, right? Like, it looks like it was intended to be here. Yeah, it looks like it was originally here. Just making sure it's not like a Medusa situation or like a Midas touch thing, too. No, it's very clearly artistically carved. Is there any other good stuff in the room? Or is it all too picked over for there to be anything of use? 
Uh, you're able to um, kind of find some gold coins, uh, maybe like 20 gold coins between everybody. There's uh, some weapons and artifacts that look more ceremonial than useful. But there's nothing, nothing else really seems to jump out to anybody to be like, oh, this is, this is kind of special. All right, everybody gets four gold. All right, if no other business um, in here, uh, Remy kind of makes his way to the uh, entrance to the temple, waits for you guys to cross back over the bridge and head back into the desert. So he's, he's not with us at the moment? He, after he kind of takes the helmet, he just walks across. He leaves the room. I have a concern mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Remy. He does not seem to be forth-telling of all of the information of why he wants this helm of insight. It just seems suspicious, perhaps, that he hasn't given us the full reason. And all his communication has been really terrible this whole time. Yes, uh, Branch was worried that uh, it did. Uh, he would not let us try it. Perhaps there is something uh, nefarious afoot. Perhaps there's something about him you don't want us having an insight into. Well, he is a human, so... Carver, could you identify it if you... How close would you need to be to identify it and know exactly what it does? I would just need to be able to touch the item. I would know pretty instantaneously. All right, maybe we should try to do that. We could just ask to do it, or we could try to sneak it in there if we really don't trust him. But... It's in his bag. Well, some of us are sneakier than others. Like, that might not be a problem, but if we got caught, that that could be a problem. Yes, uh, Sar- Sarsa, will you uh, be able to take it? it it's basic fever. <laughs> hey! Who is sneaky? Oh, Jarek's a proper thief. Didn't know that. Well, kind of. I mean, he inherited it, but I'm sure a little bit of that passed down the genealogy. Dallas, could you do it? How's your uh, sleight of handiness? Dallas just been looking at the statue the whole time. I'm sorry, <laughs> were we huddling? What, 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 what's happening? How are you at stealing stuff? Oh, um, you know, I've dabbled. I've done it every once in a while, if I need to. Do you we think need to? You think you could sneak that helm, helmet back out of Remy's bag so we could identify it if uh, if we caused a distraction or something? It would certainly help if there was something of equal size and approximate weight that we could sort of exchange with, so it's not immediately suspicious that, uh, you know, something of a bulky nature is all of a sudden missing. Like a like a bag of sand of approximately the same weight? If we went back into the pit and just got a <laughs> bunch of sand in a bag... <laughs> can anyone uh, put Remy to sleep or safely make him unaware that this is happening. I mean, it's probably not a rush if we're... As long as nothing weird comes, we could just wait until until could, tonight, could maybe. Could we just or... ask him if one of us can wear it, and then, I don't know, use the helm of uh, pure insight to get some insight into his motivations? Is that... I think that's a, that's a good idea. We should try that first. What if it is uh, cursed? That's a good point. Branch, you do it. If I identify it, I would know if it is cursed. Hopefully. We should uh, ask the uh, Remy and uh, see if he will let us see it. 
And if not, then uh, Dell should steal it. You know, you're talking about maybe doing a distraction. I mean, I've been told I'm quite charming. And uh, I've got this little enthralled thing I can do every once in a while. I'm saving it for a special occasion. I was kind of hoping that that potsy totsy guy wouldn't turn out to be a complete not a waste of time. But uh, I could I could try it. Pull his attention away, at least. Nothing else. But I like your idea. We could start go forthright, and then if that don't work, then I'll work my womanly charms. If you enthralled him, wouldn't he know that he was enthralled later? I don't want to walk down the wrong uh, unwalkable paths. I mean, if you're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons, is it really the wrong thing? I mean, we don't know it's the right reasons yet. That's kind of what we're investigating. So, Well, okay. if... If the goal here is to make sure that everybody's intentions are on the up and up. Is Remy to... at this point just on the other side of the bridge staring at us all huddled up? You guys look over and he's like, oh, uh, oh uh, no. Um, you see that he he's uh, walked all the way to the entrance, um, which is a, a great distance away. You could have a very loud conversation. No, but the point I was trying to make was the overall mission here. Oh, no, that's the other group whose mission is to suss out the betrayers. <laughs> now, but that's also, um, I mean, that, that's also the mission okay. that that you guys are doing. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, Remy would have, like, the reason that you are here is to, Remy told you was to find Delith and Carver. And also in the bigger picture that the kind of mission that you were on was to kind of help Remy track down knights and like kind of vet them right. for higher positions. So if our, if our job here is to make sure that we're only letting people that are on the up and up, uh, partake in this, the knights of the realm, then isn't this in service to our mission? And the worst case scenario is that Remy knows that I was rather enthralling for him and that we, took a peek see it this helm of insight and 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 that's not a terrible thing i mean he might be a little peeved at me but i'm sure we could work past it yes if he is good then the intention of trying to find out and making sure he was not infiltrated or perhaps enthralled by an evil source would prove that you at least are doing the right thing for the right reasons. And sometimes it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. And uh, he could uh, use the helm of insight to, uh, of pure insight, to uh, know if your intentions were good or not. He would not even need to uh, believe us. I could even voluntarily zone of truth myself. I hear you. I don't know what that was. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. 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 Just a straight pirate. I couldn't remember words. Well, the first plan then is one of us will ask him to try it, and potentially I might be able to identify it. If he refuses, then Sarsa will try to distract him while one of us, perhaps Deleth, will try to steal it so I can also identify it. All right, hear me out. second plan. If our first plan is to ask politely to identify it, and he says no, it's both going to raise our suspicions that we need to identify it and his suspicions that we might try to. So what if we our first plan is to try to sneak it, but if it any way doesn't look like it's going to work, then we'll abandon ship and just ask. 
I'll create a distraction. Sarsa will do her shouldery, shaky, sexy thing. And uh, Dulleth will, will go in for it if he sees the window. Now, um, are, are, are we sure that he's into the womanly sorts? Or should we have Jarek as a backup distraction? I will also case? do the shouldery, shaky, sexy okay. thing. And we'll just All see right. which direction his attention goes. Not believe it, but I am a lot of people's type. We could dress Branch up like a la Bugs Bunny when he dresses up like a woman and send him in there like the female gremlin from Gremlins 2. No I mean... thanks, Branch. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to do the thing. I'm ready. So Please, we're going to like thing. saunter over like, oh, we're back. <laughs> uh, well, um, we should start heading back. We don't want to get caught in another um sandstorm yeah we wouldn't want to get caught in another sandstorm all we'd have to huddle up together all night wouldn't we all close sarsa just kind of like (laughs) looks back at jarek like what are you doing all right i'll back off (laughs) i shrug Uh, my shoulders back away (laughs) remy do you mind if i walk with you for a moment sure that'd be that'd be fine we're all ready to go let's let's get going i just feel like you know we haven't really had a chance to to really connect as as people and and i really do i really admire the work that you're doing here i mean you are so resolved and you just don't see a lot of men of that caliber these days uh so for the record as i'm doing this um i'm using enthrall which is one of my tiefling abilities um to that i can use once a day and basically, you weave a distracting string of words, causing creatures of your choice that you can see within range and that can hear you to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, any creature that can't be charmed succeeds on this saving throw automatically. Um, on a failed save, the target has disadvantage on wisdom, perception checks made to perceive any creature other than you until the spell ends or until the target can no longer hear you. The spell ends if you are incapacitated and can no longer speak. All right, I will roll a wisdom save for yeah. Remy. Eight. DC is 15. He bah, is bah, bah. enthralled. All right. Uh, so, you know, I think that's why most people prefer tiefling whiskey over gnomish whiskey. Well, I'd have to disagree with you there. I think the gnomes have a way with um, with the craft. and It's oh, kind of really? a peat moss um, feel to it. Wow, you're so much more educated than I thought you'd be. Well, I've uh, traveled a lot of the realms, and I've uh, done uh, many things with uh, you know, lots of people. You know, Jarek only drinks really crummy, cheap beer. I can't even get him to taste whiskey. I grew up in a bar. And you have such terrible tastes. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about more Sometimes about you, it's Remy. just more economical. All right, so I'm, I'm <laughs> distracting him. Okay. All right. So he has uh, disadvantage to like perceive anybody that's not me. Uh, Okay. As this is going on, I turn to Branch. All right. Give me the bag of sand. Here. (laughs) (laughs) Just assume that I acquired sand at some point. There's a little bit of sand. Yeah. Yeah, There's some in my boot. We do have access to it. Yes. All right. You, it, it, where you guys are walking over that bridge with the uh, sandworm pit, maybe not there. You wouldn't want to get <laughs> sand, but probably before you got some sand. Um, 
yeah, so you've made the sand exchange, and uh, Delith, why don't you roll a sleight of hand? All guidance. Right. Guidance. Oh. I cast guidance on you. With guidance. Add a d4. All right. Well, that is 18, baby. You guys are walking along, and uh, Delith, you're able to uh, open up his pack. You're able to find the helm of pure insight, pull it out slowly, replace it with the sand bag, and uh, nobody is the wiser. You now have in your possession the helm of pure insight. I chuck it right over to Carver. Identify. Okay. Um, and I feel like you would really make a wonderful father. You know, my father wasn't around. Well, I, I Carver's just going to rotate his upper torso uh, 360 degree uh, or 180 degrees, so it's facing the other direction, but still be walking forward. And his head's going to turn forward, but his body and with his arms is going to be like, uh, you know, kind of like identifying. <laughs> After examining this, um, using the magic to kind of suss out the properties of it, um, what this helmet does is it gives a, in Dungeons and Dragons terms, it gives a plus 20 to any insight check um, that is rolled for a three-hour period three times per day. The magical energy that is required to do this sort of spell at this sort of power, you feel that power within it. Um, it is a very powerful magic object. There seems to be a lot of ancient magic that is woven into this. And so as you are feeling the way in which this resonates with the weave of fabric of magic in the world, it feels very old and undisturbed for some amount of time. Like maybe it had been in that place for uh, a very long while. Um, after I kind of suss out the information from this item. I'm going to turn my torso around back towards the front, make sure the coast is clear, and I will toss it over to Delith. <laughs> All right. Uh, you uh, are putting it back then? Uh, yes. Do I need to roll again? All right. So Go what are your again. thoughts on religion? <laughs> oh, I, I think that the uh, main pantheon of gods is... Uh, powerful and all-knowing and we uh must hold them up to a certain regard and um have the wherewithal to uh does the guidance still apply to the second roll or just just to the first no okay then 16 and just as deftly as before um he's so distracted by the conversation with sarsa really laying it out and um just able to pull that sandbag out and replace it with that helmet and uh none none the wiser and then i slyly as we walk around just dump all the sand out of the bag and give the bag right back to branch all right and um with enthrall is it like um friends are being charmed would he know that he was enthralled well so i'm because it's not exactly, I'm not exactly charming him. It basically, because it doesn't say that he's charmed. It's just, yeah, it's just It just says that he has disadvantage on perceiving anyone that's other than me. So I would, my thought on it is that he wouldn't be aware because like charm is very clear. Like yeah. when the spell ends, they know that they've been charmed. Whereas this yeah. has like nothing about that. But I would defer to you as the DM. No, uh, yeah, I think 
I think we're reading it the same way. Okay. Um, just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. Great. And um, you guys, are you cross that bridge that Carver had extended um, in order to get to the temple. You ki- climb over the sort of crater mountain and are again facing the dunes out in front of you, um, assumably on your walk back to the city of Quince in the giant rock monolith. That was probably our smoothest heist operation in the history of the podcast, and it told us <laughs> almost nothing. <laughs> we got in, we did the thing, we got out, we were undetected, and like, yeah, it seems okay. <laughs> we, also- did cap- we did sort of get captured, I mean, right in the middle there, but... No, I think he means specifically this stealing of the... Helm no, I meant, yeah, just the stealing of the helm operation. We slid in, everybody did their role, it was perfect, roles worked out, we got it back in there, he has no idea, well, and like, eh. Jarek was minimally involved, so I think that's... <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Fair enough. So, you guys have successfully um, taken the helmet, you've done the identify on it, and uh, you are walking across... Um, the vast, empty desert of Red Basin. And just like before, um, the sand dunes are plentiful. There is little to take shelter from here. As you guys are uh, walking, um, go ahead and roll a perception. Ooh, I got this one. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Fifteen. 17. 12. 23. All right. Uh, Carver and Delith, you guys are um, kind of going along, and you hear um, you hear a, a voice, like a, the voice of um, like a child that's uh, kind of over um, to the uh, left side of the position that you're kind of walking, maybe like 10 o'clock um, to where you guys are walking. I sort of look around to see if anyone's noticing anything and try and make eye contact with them. So probably Carver and I look at each other at some point and kind of acknowledge. <laughs> like Wally, like opening the eyes up. Stop with the visual humor. <laughs> All right. And I, I, I sort of whisper on the down line, I'm like, Carver, do you think you could, how far could you look in that direction? I could send Chisel to take a look a little bit further and... She can report back. Capital to me. idea. Let's go with that. And I open up my little compartment on the shoulder, and then Chisel flies out, and I uh, talk to her and say, "Would you mind uh, checking over there and seeing if uh, you see anything?" And she flies off. All right, she flies off. Um, you kind of hear a little bit of laughter. And then uh, Chisel just reports back, yeah, there's somebody over there. It sounds like a dot matrix print. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> just loud and unsubtle. <laughs> that would be... This little bird's like... <laughs> oh, no. So everybody's looking now at you. Um, what's going on, Carver? Uh-huh. Yep. What's, yep. What's, mm-hmm. what's happening? There is a small child female over the dunes. Why? Are we near the town? You're maybe halfway. So no. Yeah, no. Not near. Perhaps she is lost. Or perhaps it's a trap. 
Perhaps it is a trap. Hello? We should uh, go check because uh, children are not a threat. And what is the bad thing that could happen? Your children are the ultimate threat. They're very easily consumed by worms, though, so threat or not, I'd be more comfortable uh, taking a look at this child, at least. Yes, we should uh, We should go look. Right, but, but, but don't, don't put yourself in a compromising position, all right? Sometimes children can be dangerous. Maybe one or two of us could go, just in case it is a trap. I'll go. I'll, I'll go too. A branch will also accompany you. All right. Delith and myself and Remy will stay here and listen for your signal should you need assistance. Split Sounds the good. party. Time to split the party. Stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> and um, what you see is uh, much younger than this, but uh, with these sh- same uh, features, um, has uh, this kind of uh, reddish skin. Um, no hair is wearing uh, some a shawl over her head and uh, pointy ears and she's kind of looking around kind of playing around in the sand just kind of keeping to herself hello there hello oh hi 